Well, Bernie, this is actually episode 11 of the Two Ball Golf Show with myself, Dan Henderson, and Bernie Bernie Barnes. I've got double named. Bernie Bernie. So good they named him twice. <laughs> um, this is actually the first podcast back in 2024. I can't even say that they said it never last because I thought we'd finished. I actually thought we were going to be struggling to get, get going again. I thought you'd bid me off. I didn't know what was going on. I was a little There's bit upset. Been in, but this is, this is a two-way, two-way thing here, Bernie. It just, brung, it just brought back terrible memories and you know, you counselling and stuff. Brung back. Brung back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's well, good to be back, isn't it? It's ha- great to be back. Happy New Year to everyone. Do we still say that even though we're like mm, three quarters of the way like, through January? I feel like we're gone with that now. Okay. I feel like we're gone with that. And I, no. I actually... There's, a, there's actually quite a few things that I want to get through today, and I know you want to get through as well, because yeah. there is a lot a lot of things that probably I cannot um, share with everybody at this moment in time, because um, things are changing afoot yeah. for me personally. I would say not only is the golfing world evolving, developing, and changing, but you and your YouTube Journey, we've got a journey. Let's go a journey. And everything connected with that is all shifting as well, isn't it? But it I think is. I think there's a lot of people in a similar situation and position to yourself and um the landscape is changing and it's important to evolve, isn't it? And to move with the times as such, I guess. And I don't know about you, but but a lot of people ask me, you know, Dan, what type of YouTube videos do you watch? Yeah. And I do watch I do watch uh, YouTube videos, but I don't necessarily focus too much on golf because no it feels like a bit of a busman's holiday to me when i start watching golf videos i mean it's good i guess it's good to have a variety of content of different you know different even different sports or just completely different genres to what you're you, what you're involved in but i personally only watch golf youtube I'll be honest. You? yeah yeah well actually there's there's a lot and, and this is something i think for you certainly and whether you um whether you have the time to do it, but 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 with you developing your own content now and your own using your own cameras, using your own audio, and all those little things that actually are massively important. That's what yeah. I kind of got into. I would I could give you a number of recommendations of different yeah. types of filmmaker type videos that just give you what they'll give you is like a different uh, a different way in which you can film something. Yeah. So it might be how you you may watch something. Like, I don't know whether you look at f- films now. I know you're a big film film buff. Yeah, but, I do love films, to be fair. Um, I don't know whether... Do you ever switch on a film now and look at how they kind of yes. visualise how they film it? So the biggest... Um, how many cuts there so are. The biggest thing I've noticed, and this is completely... We're going now away from golf. the subject in golf, but um, I watch quite a lot of soaps. I, I spend majority of time living with my mum. I have got my own flat and stuff. But she watches the soaps, like, religiously. I put them on in the background. I'm watching if she's watching them. But some of the cutting from scene to scene is pretty horrific, and I notice right. it. Um, like, someone can still be talking, and they've cut to the next scene. Yeah. So, I mean, I would put that down to the fact that they're producing so many episodes over a a very short period of time. I mean, Coronation Street thinks on four or five times a week, whereas in the past it was on twice a week, three times a week. So I'd say the editing is not as good as it was. Right, that's interesting. But you notice stuff like that, but um, films as well, and, you know, just the way you position things. But, I mean, the other thing as well is when people are focused in the shot, 
so who's focused, who's talking, and then they'll go, they'll blur out, and then it'll go on to somebody else, and yeah. the way they switch from cameras to cameras. So I'd say I'm more aware of it. It's not something I would necessarily sit there and analyse everything I watch. Yeah. So I'm more into the content and rather than the visuals and the audio, it's more what I'm trying to produce rather than how good How it, to film Yeah, how to film, how I to guess. How yeah, all of those little things. And you're more professional, your channel's more professional, more polished than what I'll ever be or want to be. Yeah. But and and that's fine because ultimately that's you know, that's the great thing about YouTube in some ways, isn't it? And and even yeah. if you look at a lot of documentaries, certainly if you watch Netflix documentaries and things like that, they're filmed in a very different way than probably they used to be. A little more I would say what I call run and gun stuff where you, yeah. you got your cat and they're not afraid to keep the camera moving at a certain point whereas in a in a Hollywood film you wouldn't see it do no. that or shudder or whatever and they, they're not afraid to change all that but I definitely recommend watching a few of the yeah. um, filmmakers of YouTube should we say um, but what's interesting about that is that there is a number of huge channels huge mm. channels that are actually stepping away from YouTube okay. they're taking either a sabbatical whatever you want to call it they're telling yeah. us that they're shutting out shutting down their production and a lot of these guys you got to remember and this kind of almost like falls back into what what I've been feeling yeah. is a great a great um line that I heard yesterday Laura talk about talk about um your um soaps Laura was watching yeah. something and it was basically somebody popped out and it said it's just a hobby that's just got a bit out of control. And yeah. what, what I mean by that oh. is that these guys mm. that, that, that end up being very big YouTubers and having huge audiences and things like that, you, you go from something that you just enjoy doing as a hobby. Yeah. You, you're learning, you're, you're, you're showcasing, you never know where it's going to go because the whole thing, you don't know if it just never blows up or it, or it does blow up. And, yeah. Um, you, you start switching a camera on to share either your journey or share things that you know. So you're showing, sharing your expertise. And then before you know it, there's a big audience that you then start to get under pressure of feeling like you need to feed that audience. So you need to keep continue your content. Yep. So therefore you're, you're also then mindful of, of what the audience are saying and what their opinions are and how you can develop and become even better at what you do. Um, and then what happens is you take on staff because you're trying to then keep up yeah. with the demand and then you, you're keeping up with, with then accounts and then you're trying to make plans. You're then trying to deal with sponsors and, oh my God, it just continues and continues it and turns continues. turns from a hobby to... An out-of-control job. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd, <laughs> I'd say, I mean, I'm lucky in effect that I don't have the added pressures of a family... And a lot going on in the home life. So to, to produce two or three videos a week, which I'm trying to do in this year, is yeah. although it's it is time consuming and I don't edit as quick as other people, um, etc. But I mean, if you've got a family on top of that and the pressures of of all that, I mean, it's a, it's it's hard to balance it, isn't it? Have you felt any pressure yet with a video that you've yeah. either said that you're going to release it and it doesn't, you don't quite get it in on time yeah. to get out there? Do you feel that there's a yeah, pressure I mean, point there now? Yesterday's video, I hadn't. I, I, do, I do thumbnails in advance. That's what I tend to do. Plan the videos I'm going to do, thumbnail it. So I have like five or six thumbnails already stored that I might, might need to make a video for that thumbnail. 
Um, I almost use it as a it's storage a of ideas. But I sometimes put, this video is going to be out 5pm on Monday, and at like midday on Monday, I'm still finishing off that video, which is not the way I'd want to have my YouTube content. I mean, I was, before Christmas, I was two, three videos ahead, and steaming, I was like, I'm going to push on now, I'm going to do this. But I was putting a video out every five days, now I'm doing two a week. Yeah. So the pressure of that, and it's just, you know, you, you something happens, you, the wet rains, yeah. or you don't, don't feel too good that day, or a video takes longer than you think. It could Some videos take three, four days when you think, oh, it's going to be a quick video, and it doesn't. Yeah. You just don't know, and it's just, yeah, you feel like, oh, I need to get one. I mean, I've got a video now that I need to do for Friday, which I filmed yesterday. I've got, like, two days to edit it and get it out. Yeah. Once I've done that, you've gone on to the next one. So it is a... Con- continuous process and I know how you feel you've done it what what's it, is your third or fourth is it third fourth year? year fourth year full time and and I, three yeah. years prior to that so I mean you've had you've had more of a journey I mean I, I don't know how I'm going to feel in a year's time or 18 months time I'd the I, the plan for me I don't know whether this is achievable and you could probably give me some advice is in the summer I'm going to smash out a load of course vlogs because that's what my content mainly is yeah and have them stored and edited so that I can go, right, January, I'm going to have completely January off, maybe take a whole month off or even plan... bad, yeah. Yeah, or even plan the odd week, go, right, I'm going to have a week off in June so I want to do this and do... And just to try and make it more structured. But what what do you feel about that? Is that, yeah, is that achievable th- or...? I think that is achievable. I think you can dedicate and store um, videos that can come out. But the only issue with that is that sometimes it can it can be a little bit dated yeah. with some of the stuff that you do. So if you hold something back for too long, you might be a bit dated. I've got videos that I've done in the past that never go, that have never gone out. No. Because they're almost like that time's gone or that person's not, let's say, involved anymore or whatever it is. whatever it is. Yeah. Um, so you've got to be careful with that. But that that's just down to planning. I, I actually think having a backup Long-term storage, planning then better, you think? Or I mean, Yeah, I, I, I think... You know, realistically, if you're going to take like a month off, like it's like re- the golf industry does actually shut down in August a yeah. lot of the time with the school holidays and things like that. Problem Again, is, it's prime time for filming. It's prime time for filming. It's great weather, uh, as you said, and it's so you've got to be very careful with it. What I would, the, the, what, the one thing that I would say, and I stress this to you, and I know I've talked to you about this off camera, but don't worry. Like I used to worry. Yeah. That if I didn't put out a video every day or every or or if I missed a Sunday morning show or whatever it was, I worried that the that the channel would fall apart and nobody yeah. would watch then after that or they'd I'd lose all the audience. Like the audience aren't they're not going anywhere. They might they, no. they'll they'll meander through their own journey of YouTube anyway because they're gonna go off and watch yeah, other people or they might find you a bit boring for a while or whatever that is, you know. Don't worry, because no. they're still there. They're still keeping an eye. If they've started watching YouTube, they're not going to walk away from YouTube in, in no. general. So they'll come back and bop, bop in and see what you're up to and things like that. So I would say if you want to take a month off or you want to take a couple of weeks off because the weather's not great or you've got a bit of an injury from football, which I know you've struggled with mm. a bit, don't worry. And and also, no, you know... I, I'm sort of using it, though, I'd say, from, is, is to try out different ideas and to make content slightly different to the, what I would normally do yeah. and just, just to almost 
not like a trial, but just pop things out there, see what see what works. Oh, that that was an easy video to yeah. to make. It's got good views. So I'm going to do that in the same style. Or the video, or oh, that video didn't do so well. So let's let's that needs to be changed. That, and, yeah. yeah, almost like a a pre-season. Yeah, and 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 people, I think people also used to have a, a bit, or people still do have a bit of a pop at me about, oh, you know, the 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 direction of the channel and the type of content, I'm just not enjoying the type of content that you put out now, or whatever it is, like, yeah. that's fine, that's 100% their opinion, but I have never set out, a, set it out that I'm going to make this type of content and this type of content only. No. Like, I have literally, for the last four years on this channel, just meandered our way through ups and downs, and you're always just searching. I'm learning yeah. every day. Yeah, that's the beauty searching That's what I enjoy it. the most. Yeah, and and you're in that same boat where, you know, that will no, that never will change. never no. change because you will continue to search for what is what you, not not what the audience want, but what you enjoy the most doing. So the other the other thing which I might as well ask you for advice and and stuff as well. It's, it's turned into a bit of a YouTube chat, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but. So I make videos sometimes that I apologise for certain things, like I, I, or if I'm changing what I'm going to do for the next month, for example, like I'm going to do a few review videos. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna. There's going to be less sort of course vlogs where it's off a main camera. There's shot traces. You know all the all the glitz and glamour of a, of a what I would call a course vlog, and it's just going to be off my phone or. I'm changing the content. I go on and tell people and apologise, whereas I guess what you're saying is you should never apologise, should you? No, and I, I, at the end of the day, where we are extremely lucky, and I would say that this is, if I look around, you know, I would say probably the, probably the closest person to us with this is maybe Alex Etches to a point. He yeah. and Alex Evans, you know, they, they created a rapport with their with their audience as in you know we've created a bus tour yeah you know we've created a bus tour that like a allowed, community, I like guess. A community. Yeah. and what you, because you're when you're making your videos and when I make my videos you mm. actually see the faces of people that you've met in the past that yeah you know you, you really enjoyed their company and you want to you, you also all, almost want to keep you know you want them to be happy with what you yeah put out and you oh. know what they like they tell you that mm. so when you drop your your quality of what you feel is the best content or you drop the quality of the course vlog or whatever it is that you do, you're going to apologize. You're going to naturally apologize. Yeah. I would say that that's not what they want because they no. don't, they don't need to hear you apologize. You know, you're trying your best and no. you're doing what you're trying to do. So, but that's, I would say that's your nat, that's your natural person personality coming through as well. Yeah. So I wouldn't knock yourself for that, but I would definitely take it out. Last question. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you say you watch, a lot of other sort of YouTube. Would you think that if you watch, I mean, I watch mine's like I said, is mainly golf orientated YouTube. Yeah. And um, particular, particular personalities, particular channels that I like. I don't. I'm not one to sort of go and look and try and discover people if I know them and stuff. I like to watch them. Are you ever worried that you'll be influenced by the type of content they're created and almost not copy their style, but certainly parts of your content will be similar to what they're producing does that ever concern you because that's one thing that concerns me a little bit I've tried to be different to what you do I mean I've learned the majority yeah. of what I've learned has come from you I'd say 90% of what I know is 
stuff that I've learned whilst working with you. I'd say ten five percent or ten percent from Mark. Maybe the other five percent is from YouTube. Yeah. Um, but I've tried to make my content different to you. My course vlogs are different to what how you would film them. Yeah. In certain aspects, but you are you ever worried that it's almost like copying other people? Yes. And the this is one of the reasons why I don't watch it. And if you take, yep. um, I mean, I had a conversation with Rick Shields about it. He watches everything. He yeah. he keeps his eye on the ball with everything that goes out from every content creator. So we're making this video now. He's probably going to watch this. You know, um, I I my brain doesn't work that well in that way. So no. I don't really want to hear someone else's opinion about a driver or a review of a club that they've done because. I want to create my own opinion from the information that the companies give me, and then I create my. I don't want it no. to be. I, I, I've, I heard, I hear snippets from people when they say, "Oh, it does this and it does that," and I, and I may jump on that in that in that light and go, "Oh, well, you know." Um, uh, here's a, here's an example of that. So, I haven't quite finished off or done my video for the Ping G four thirty ten K Max driver. No. I've hit it. I've done a foremost review on it. Yeah, uh, great product. Um, Joe the pro loves it and is probably going to put it in the golf bag this year. Is it for me? No, not at all. Rick Shields has recently put out a, a podcast with him and Guy where they've kind of not slated, but they've certainly said like, hang on a minute, ping, you know, you've launched the driver here that is, um, that's come out into the G430 family yeah. and is, you know, you, you've done a disservice to your, your audience, your clients by saying by releasing the g430 back then and then not releasing the 10k version therefore now you if someone's gone out and bought the g430 max as an example and now there's a max 10k do they feel a bit a bit annoyed in the fact that that's that's yeah. come out later when they if they'd have known about it would they have waited well for me I get what they're saying and, and, and I'm not going to have a pop-up ping about this. You don't know where, you don't know the situation of what No, it might not have been ready to go. It might when, not have been ready to go. When the 430 series was ready to yeah. go. I mean, that's... that's... So you, you don't know. However, what I would say is that the G430 10K Max is not going to be for everybody no. because it's so big in its profile. It doesn't, it doesn't fit my eye at all. No. Whereas the 430 Max does fit my eye. And actually, it sits perfectly between the Max and the LS, as far as I'm concerned. So it's kind of sandwiched in the middle there and, yeah. and actually covers an even bigger group of people now for what Ping want. But w could I have been influenced by what they said about that? And yes, I, it certainly triggered something in my mind to say, yeah. you know, hang on a minute, this release is a bit late. Why, why, have, we, why have we got this well, out now? Yeah. So I don't like watching other people because of, of that. I want it to be my own stuff. Yeah. But Going back to what you said about, you know, what you've learned, you know, okay, you could say that a large proportion of what you've learned is the things that we've done well or not done well throughout the years yeah. of being doing our own YouTube channel. But I only, did, I only learned that from Mark. Like yeah. a lot of the stuff that I've had to re, almost like reinvent myself. My character comes through in my own channel, as does yours. Yeah. So you may have learned things from what I've done or what Mark's done or what Lockie's done or whatever, but... But ultimately, you've you've put your own spin on it. That's my biggest, uh, not challenge. My the thing I want to improve on this year is to bring out. I felt last year, it, I was so focused on the content, making the I concentrated mainly on course vlogs. Yeah, making sure those course vlogs were as good as I could 
could do that everybody was knowing what they were doing the people with the camera knew how to zoom they felt comfortable etc but I feel like I'm at a stage that the regular people on there like Josh Rich Malone um, uh, like Jack know how to use a camera that I don't have to worry about the aspect and now I can feel like I can bring out more of my own character and not just make it about golf but make it like we did that and I think that was the best bit about your channel is that was the or is the characters and people get to learn about their journey and what they've done in the past, what they're going to do in the future, and and invest in them. I'm going to try and do that to make my channel more personal, and put the the filming side and the content and how how polished it is one side, and try and bring out more sort of the character traits that I'd want to to grow that way rather than oh he makes the best, he does the best, he's got the best zoomers. He's look at look at that lovely framing of the yeah. drive he's just hit and stuff like that but I want to try and get away from that a little bit yeah no I, I get that and I think over time you'll evolve and you'll also you'll also find you know exactly what you said about your iPhone using your mm. iPhone you've got to remember the way you film is you're in tournaments on your own filming your own rounds of golf like that's hard work yeah and I, for you to be out there carrying a, a Sony camera to impossible. do that it's it's going to take you so long to set that up whereas with a phone yeah. It's just quick and easy. Yeah. I know you've invested in some new microphones, which I, yeah. I hope you can get them up and running on your phone as well because yeah. actually that audio will just be so much better and crisper for people to be able to see what's going on. It'll take the wind out as well. Yeah. So don't be, you know, it is what you're creating is what it is. You will look back on it in 10 years' time or five years' time and go, oof, like, oh, wow, that I, either I was... You know, I've just learned so much more from it all now. I mean, you've only got... So the, the biggest indicator of that is looking at thumbnails. Yeah. So look at your original thumbnails and then look how they develop and you think, wow, that's like, yeah. you know, from what... I mean, I should... I have been going back and changing a few of the older thumbnails. I think that's a terrible thumbnail. Or yeah. things like that you don't realise at the time, like the positioning of where the actual time of the video goes. It always goes in... Bottom right bottom corner. Bottom right corner, which yeah. you don't want any people... The biggest mistake I see, and if I giving any advice on thumbnails to anybody who watches this who either makes YouTube videos or is thinking of them, remember that is going to cover up the right-hand side section of your thumbnail. So don't have any of the important stuff in there. Try and leave it blank if you can because literally it's going to go over the top of it. And I used to put writing down the bottom. Yeah. Like it looks lovely when you make a nice thumbnail writing everywhere, but that is not the last word or... A couple of words is just getting lost behind yeah. the time, and it just you know just you learn just you learn stuff, don't you? And, small um, things. It's amazing it's things what that, you can pick up. Yeah, and, absolutely. Um, um, but actually, moving away from our own journey of YouTube, um, let's talk about the golf world a little bit here. Because yeah. I know there's things to get into. There's a lot's happened, doesn't it? There recently? is a there is a lot. Ha I mean, do we jump out straight out the bat and talk about amateur golfer? Nick Dunlap, who yeah. has won out on the PGA Tour, um, is that is that our first subject? I feel like it should be our first subject. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd say that everyone loves a good story and a good yeah. journey, and um, he's he, you know, he's he's not an unknown. Years ago, an amateur golfer was generally an amateur golfer. I'm talking thirty years ago, probably pre Paul. Pre-pool, yeah. Pre-pool, does that make sense? Yeah. So an amateur golfer would be somebody who maybe had a full-time job, had a family and was maybe a weekend golfer, plays in some big tournaments. But they, they had to earn money through work. But 
these amateur golfers these days and the lads that go through college, the college system in America, even the guys that play for England and high-end amateurs, a lot of them don't have jobs. They are full-time golfers. Yeah. They practice full-time. They have coaching from the, from the best coaches around the world. And they travel around tournaments around the world. So they're getting... They're playing mini tours. They're, they're getting the complete um, education and grounding from even being an amateur golfer. They're just not earning money directly from winning tournaments. They're still getting, they're getting credit cards off golf companies. They're getting off the off England golf, aren't they? They're getting expenses paid. They're getting everything sorted for them. A lot of them have got managers. They'll have sponsors through golf clubs who might not be giving them money, but they'll be giving them other things and... There's lots of stuff going on behind the scenes, and they yeah. they can make a living being a top amateur. I think that's important to say. So he's not just come out of nowhere. He's the US amateur champion. Is he US amateur? I think so. He's one. He's one. He's one I think I'm pretty sure he's U- yeah US amateur. Yeah. Champion. So he's a he's a player who's he's playing college golf. He's having some great results. Yeah. He's played in tournaments. He's not just rocked up, qualified for the tournament and won it. He was on the winning Walker Cup team. Playing in the Walker Cup, I mean, that's that's the the closest you'll get to a Ryder Cup team, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, he's he's a good, he's a great golfer. With he's had the education. He's yeah. not just an unknown who's popped out of nowhere. And oh, hang on a minute, he's just won. Interestingly, same, though, same leading, with the Swedish guy. Yeah, Oberg. Yeah. I interestingly, I looked at his kind of. Um, not resume, but I certainly looked at like he's mentioned that he's played in a number of tour events up to yeah. this point. I mean, they're, they're, uh, I think the things that he's played in are majors. So he's definitely played yeah. US Open. I think he played US PGA and one other, but he's missed the yeah. cuts in those events. Yeah, I'm not taking anything away from his achievement. I'm just putting into perspective what, that, what an amateur golfer. Yeah, what an amateur golfer is, is yeah, and what it. Hundred percent. They're not amateurs now, <clears throat> in my opinion. No, and and actually that goes back a lot further than probably like the, the there's a there's a name that jumps out to me like a Bob Knott. Yeah, one of the, per- the people that we unfortunately is not with us anymore, but we live we looked up to him as yeah. a, as a youngsters growing yeah, up. Yeah, He 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 was a county champion many many times and and went on to play in some England, England senior. Senior. I think he was an England international as a senior, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah, but he was, I would say the 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 ultimate amateur golfer in some ways. That he yeah. had a, he had a normal job, but he played at weekends. Yeah, this isn't the case with um with the current setup, no, no. and wasn't the case certainly for. People like me, my brother, yeah. for you, you had a couple of years of yeah, playing yeah. full-time amateur golf. So those days are gone. What is amazing about this this situation is that, yes, you're always going to get every 30 years, let's say, you're always going to get a, a good amateur that pops through the ranks yeah. and, and does rail. Chris Wood is a prime example of someone that did really well at the, at the Open Championship one year. Yeah. Justin Rose. Justin Rose did well at the Open Championship one year. You know, all these players that have come through the ranks and then obviously Phil Mickelson in 1991 winning on tour yep. Shane Lowry won as an amateur won the Irish didn't he because um, Mickelson won, won back to back didn't he won as an amateur and as a pro I think did he uh, pretty I mean, sure yeah you'd have to, I'd have to check that but from my knowledge I'm thinking he won the team tournament yeah um, yeah, back to back one's an amateur one's a pro but he shot 29 did he shoot 29 under par mm. 29 under par out in the desert is so impressive to them yeah. and, and actually to to when you bit, probably a bit twitchy coming down the last few holes, I would imagine, to then make it hold that putt on the last to win it, Fanta- just yeah. fantastic. Oh, br- to brilliant! Win by one. I wasn't undermining or belittling his hit what he'd done. I was just trying to point out that it's probably 
in this day and age, there could be more amateurs that win events if they can get in the events. Yeah, that's that's all I was saying because they're like, you know, they're not amateur golfers now. Where's his journey go from here? Do you think? I don't know. I mean, he's pulled. So he's withdrawn from this week's event. The sta- I mean, the statement is he wants to take a bit of time away from it. He wants to just get a bit of normality back in his life, which is understandable because he's gonna have a, he's gonna have the press wanting to speak to him. He's gonna have on interviews. There's going to be questions, and you know he might not have the answers. He, it might have come as a shock to him, as well as other people. But he has withdrawn, which I'm one of those that tries to look a little bit deeper into why he's withdrawn. Um, and I might be putting two and two together, coming up with five, as I usually do. But the live events start in a couple of weeks. They haven't announced every single player. That I know live are still in discussions with several players to join their tour um, as he withdrawn because he's going to be part of that maybe yeah. I mean I don't know I'd hope to think he would have another year or so or two years playing PJ tour before he even considered making that step but if someone's coming in offering you that much money instantly to sign for live there must be a massive temptation to jump well, as he's a hot property at the moment, what do you, what do you think? Do you think he's? Do I you think, think it's a situation you've heard it here first, Bernie. You've created another one. <laughs> I'm sure you? other you've people have probably had the same I theory. Never, but I never thought about that. I literally, no. ne- I've never thought about that. And the reason I've never thought about that is that when you win an event like he's just won out of the blue, really, yeah. um, I think he needs. I think he has probably been advised. I hope he's been advised yeah. to just take a step back a minute. Because, as you quite rightly said, there's going to be a lot of media attention, you know, and let's let's let him now develop into the player that ultimately he he should become. Yeah. Uh, and take a step back, spend some time with your family, go back to the college, you know, go back to your college mates. Have you know, he's still a kid at the end of the day. I mean, is he going to is he going to is he going to stop his studies and, and play golf full time? Well, that's again, that's, I mean, a that's question. another question. I don't know yeah. where he's at. Is he a senior and he's coming into his last year? I would think he's, he's twenty, isn't he? I mean, I don't know. He's twenty, is he? Yeah. So he might even be a sophomore. So he might still be. He might be in his third year then. Yeah. Potentially. Don't know. Have to do no. a bit more research into that. But but again, these are the questions that he's got yeah. to ask himself. You know, you can't just then swan off on gotta, tour and off you go. But you know, you've got to counter that with the fact that other amateur golfers or people in his position in the past have had a really good maybe week or even two or three weeks, yeah. and then they've not gone on fulfilled. to tour and then not fulfilled their potential to start with. Yeah. You know, you've, Justin Rose, I know Justin Rose is one of the best players of our generation, major champion, Yeah, done it all, still playing great golf, but he missed cut after cut after cut yeah. when he turned pro, yeah. um, and that could have broke lesser people, and he could generally have earned next to nothing from golf. He could have faded out, like, well, I'm not good enough, I can't do this lack of confidence whatever obviously not abilities he had the ability there so this you know Nick might be thinking hang on a minute they're going to pay me Excellent. 100 million 200 million whatever you've asked for yeah. instantly I'm made it, and it doesn't matter if he turns up on live for a season and stinks the place out shoot I mean he's not going to because he's so good I would think but yeah. he could shoot 10 over par every round but he doesn't need to worry about money and yeah. all the bits that come with it um there's got to be temptation. 
I'm sure it's been, I'm sure at some level it's been discussed. I'm sure it has, because ultimately Liv want the younger players. They want... Of course they do. They've got no they need a breeding ground. Yeah, they they need exactly people right. coming through, don't they? They need yeah. those stories of, you can only, you take so many of the best players in the world and put them there. That's brilliant. But yeah. you want characters, you want stories, you want, you know, he's exclusive to our tour. Yeah. Come and see this guy. You know, this is the this is the next big thing, etc. That's yeah. what you want, isn't it? And 100%. He's, a, he's the story at the moment. Yeah. And, what I'm saying is that story sometimes gets replaced with another story and you can be yesterday's um, newspaper on the fish and chips, can't you? You certainly could, Bernie. <laughs> you certainly could. <laughs> but I don't, I don't think don't, so. Yeah, I don't no. think he's going to... I don't think... I think he's just taking a chill out for maybe a week or two and let's just assess the situation and see where he ends up in, in a couple of weeks' if, time. If you're back right... Back on tour. I'm if, pretty sure he's back on the PGA Tour. If you're right, just remember you heard it here first. Oh, he stayed on the it. PGA Tour. But yeah, yeah, delete as appropriate. One. <laughs> it's another if one. he's left, we're all right, and if he stays, we're all right. <laughs> Couple of events, more importantly for us yep. in Europe, uh, Dubai back to back, isn't it? Yeah, um, bit of sun, which is nice, isn't bit it? Bit nice of sunshine, to nice to see. Nice yep. to see. Always nice to see the PGA Tour players that are um, graduates off the DP World Tour that have gone over to the PGA oh, yeah. Tour to now come back and play in those Rolex Series Please. events. Yeah. Um, Rory McIlroy could have yeah. argued that he should have won day, year, uh, the week before yeah. in Dubai and sure. then carried on to then win, come back from nowhere. I mean, he shot nine under in, on the Saturday moving day. Shows his character to deal with adversity like that and disappointment of not getting over the line when he should have done, in yeah. my opinion, and then come back and win the next event. Like, superb, yeah. It's just such a mature golfer now. It's so impressive I to so see want him. him. To, I mean, I'm not... I'm not a massive fan of his. I, I respect him as a golfer. He he doesn't do much for me. Um, but I still want him to win a major and pre- preferably the Masters to get that Grand the Slam. Slam, yeah. Just to cement what is a, golfing-wise, is a unbelievable CV and yeah. career. And I just think that would be the the top of the top of it. To top it all off, just to win, you know, get the Grand Slam. Yeah. Or, is it the Grand Slam? Yeah, all the yeah, majors. Grand Slam, yeah. And to win another major because it's been a big distance of time between his last win and yeah. where we are now. And he's too good a player not to have. No, I know. completely agree. And that's completely during agree. his peak years, really, as well, isn't it? No, it is. Um, you know, he's he did backtrack, didn't he? We talk about the the Ryder Cup and things like yeah. that, and he backtracked a lot when it's obviously he's softened. I'd say. To the whole well, situation, I, I I would say soften. I think he's been hurt. Mm. I think he's been hurt. I think he's he's tried to to voice and be the voice of the PGA he's Tour. Him on the bus, really, really. Let's be honest. Yeah, and I think he's just been hurt. And and for me, it's like when you get, you know, when you get into situations where, you know, you feel like you're doing what you think is the right thing, and mm. you're supporting a cause or or a company or whatever it is, and then they they shaft you a little bit, you're going to feel that hurt there. And and I think mm. he's actually, if he is hurt, I think he's dealing with it very well because, you know, he has a platform that he could voice his opinion to a, a huge level. It's it's tricky, isn't it? Because a lot of the time, like the the cameras and the, 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 the microphones are pushed in, in front of you and you're asked an opinion on something that you may not have had time to think about. And we're all quite a lot of us are emotional. I know I'm an emotional person. Say what you say, what you think at times, and then sometimes you regret 
your actions or the words and it's so difficult isn't it I know they have media training but still the emotion takes over above any training you had and you say stuff and you get criticised I mean it's so hard isn't it I mean you're you're 100% right you know I'm doing this psychology stuff at the moment where you know you split the brain into two and you live in the process side and your left hand side which is where Paul kind of lives a lot of his life and then you spend the right hand side which is your emotional side which is probably where you and I live most of our lives and I think if you look back at some of the interviews that Rory's had, you know, when he was at the Ryder Cup and he was very emotional and, like, this was the Ryder Cup where they lost it in the States, you yeah. know, he's crying and he's saying, you know, F words and things like that in mm. on camera. Yeah. You know, he is very much in the right-hand side of the brain there at that yeah. particular point. He's an emotional. However, you get him in the in the frame of mind where he's in the process side... I think you can see that in that you can see that intelligence come out of him and things like that. But him talking about him talking about a world tour again, I go back to I go back to to um, Greg. Greg Norman's yeah. book. That's all. That's what he wanted. That's what he was trying to create was give those top fifty hundred players, whatever it is, seventy players, a world platform to travel the world and play golf all over the world to yeah. talk about grow the game like get into these get into these countries where there is an opportunity to I, to, to promote or showcase their I feel the majority are. of people involved in golf are all trying to achieve what Greg Normans was was trying to trying to. to trying to get to or trying what he was trying to put in place but there's a lot of people going about it in the wrong way and there doesn't seem to be a solution and I don't think live is a solution I don't think the PGA Tour has got it right and there's a lot of mistakes being made by a number of people I'm hoping that it'll all come together maybe that's being a little bit um, optimistic and that one day they can in the hopefully not too distant future is is get a world tour and you know grow the game is a, is a slogan of live isn't it and, and stuff and Greg Norman but it needs to be done in the right way, in my opinion. It's not that they haven't got that balance in the right way at the moment. Yeah, I, I, I 100% agree with you. I think, you know, like, is the platform live? Is no. that the platform? No, no, no it's not. not. No, it's not. It's not. It, it needs to be done, I think, in a slightly different avenue. But I think Greg Norman, you know, Greg Norman would have done this 25 years ago, yeah. you know, if he was able to achieve that. He, he's only been able to achieve it through money. And yeah. he's only been able, he's used things like the Asian tour to help that happen. He's got money through the Saudis to make it happen. Yeah. He, he's pushed into a position where he hasn't got that many years, like years left probably in business where he wants to carry on doing all this. And no. therefore he was pushed into a position where he had to go, go, go. It was time to move it's, with this. It's somewhere in between, isn't it? Because the PGA tour and, and the, you know, the DP world tour, Asian tour, all the, all the, the traditional tours yeah. need to be dragged into this century and things need to evolve things need to change but live has just gone to one it's too extreme yeah it needed to be gradual needs well, to be the relaxed like yeah. just for one example the relaxing of wearing shorts in particular events when it's ridiculously hot yeah like that needed to happen but but, but live did it but live did it and then the pga tour of of, of of sort DP of oh, World Door and yeah, the, oh, let's, and, let's, yeah. let's allow shorts and stuff and yeah you know it's a, it's a gradual process and maybe you know it just they both need to come in the whole live I mean, it's a completely different discussion yeah. 
but the format I live and the way I go about it and the team thing, it, okay, it, it's just not what I like. No. I don't like shotgun starts and stuff like that, but it needs to be brought closer together to a, to a point. And I don't think that either of them have got it. They're too extreme. No, I, I completely agree. And I think that there's, there's an avenue and it, it comes down to... I mean, it, it doesn't even come down to what Rory wants because you've no. got to remember... You've got to remember that, that Greg Norman was the world number one golfer at that particular time yeah. and he yeah. had a voice of, of, of the same voice as what Rory has right now. Yeah. And was he able to achieve it? No. 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 So Rory's not going to achieve it by just saying that he wants a world tour. You know, yeah. it's just not going to happen. So again, unfortunately, it comes down to it comes down to money and it comes it's down it. to um, getting everything aligned and getting the backing it's, of players to do it. It is an interesting one because the the Saudi backed football league, which was chucking a load of money at players and managers and and all sorts, that seems to be. I don't want to say failing, but yeah. it's on the decline. And there's players over there now that don't want to be there. The standard's not as good as they'd hoped. And they're playing in empty stadiums. Yeah. Jordan Henderson has just basically bought himself out of his contracts. He's made no, he's gone over there and made no money. Right. He's bought himself out and now he's gone to Ajax in, in the Dutch league to play. And there's other players that are saying, I, I, I'm not enjoying this. And that's, I don't want to say falling apart because it won't fall apart because there'll always be people that will go over there. But... It's certainly having issues. So, I mean, I don't know whether Liv is going to have those sort of issues, whether I know they're struggling for numbers and, and stuff. I mean, the boxing, we're going completely off the track, right? but the boxing is fine because they literally fly the fighters in. They're, they're there for like a week doing press conferences. The fights, they fight in front of nobody. There's no atmosphere, but they're paid millions and millions of dollars and pounds or whatever yeah. to fight but if yeah. you're actually basing something somewhere it doesn't work that hard. no I think you're right in the fact that like, and, and it's no different to live those players can still live you know at the end of the mm. day Louis Oosthuizen still lives out in Florida he plays all his golf out in Florida he practices in Florida and then he flies you know he's, he's, yeah. he's got enough money now to jump on a private jet and fly, fly, yeah. fly to Saudi and play in a tournament for five days or whatever it is he's over there for and then fly back and then go to Australia and do the same thing yeah. like that's that's very different to a, a footballer who has to go to training and three live, or four yeah, days a week there, or, yeah. or whatever it is, so, which is based in Saudi or wherever it's based, yeah. I don't know. But, you know, very, very different type of sports as is boxing and, you know, cage fighting and all that sort of stuff that, mm. that, that seem to dot, dot themselves around different venues. But, but it's, it's, it's interesting, because it? I know they did it for the limited schedule and stuff, that's what they were saying, but yeah. they seem to have already added more tournaments in and they're growing it, aren't they, and making more travel. So yeah. that's sort of taken away... After, but mean, a world a world tour only gets going if you do have the top fifty to seventy yeah, players. You know, a, a, a live is not really got going in the fact because you know, with all due respect, as nice as good a player as Charles Schwartzel is, and but he's you know, or Ian Poulter or Lee Westwood and all these and yeah. Henrik Stenson, as good as players as they are, they're from ten years ago. Yeah, you know they I mean, were winning majors ten years ago or doing doing well ten years ago. So that they're they're a, but what would not has if, been, but they're kind of like that that, that that funny little gap, aren't they? Between you know when you finish county golf and then there's you've got yeah. to wait to senior county golf. Yeah, like there's that lull, but they're in that kind of lull period where they're not they're not yeah, going to play on not, the Champions Tour, which but, they could have a lovely ending career on, which many of them have. Yeah. So you need in order for it to happen. 
to be well, successful. What, so what if, what if, you need the top 50 in the world, top 70 in the world to go, okay, that's fine. That's what we're going to do now. So, so what if the Lib, Lib went in there and went, right, we want the, we're going to take, let's just say now, we're going to start again, we're going to, we're going to offer the top 50 in the world, or top 100, let's say we're going to take the top 100 players in the world, rankings, yeah. and we're going to say to them, name your price. They've more or less got unlimited funds. Well, no, I think it comes down to what are they providing? So what, number one, what events, what what are the events? So how many events are they playing? So obviously golfers, they want to earn, they want to, they want to most be the most efficient, don't they? So not have, not have as much tournament golf. Life and at least amount of work, most money. Yeah. Yeah. For a lot of people. But you know, what's the, what's the schedule like? You know, what's the prize fund? What's the events? Where are they going to be? And then how does that, how do, what's the world ranking points to then get into majors? All of these things, it all needs to be in position to be able to go, this is what we're going to deliver. Yeah. And this is what we're going to pay you to come and do that. You're going to get an appearance fee and there's this amount of money to win. Hmm. And there's your tour. Yeah. And you, you, you know, it might be a bit like the world, there was supposed to be world um, championship events, weren't they? Remember those? Yeah. That kind of died off a bit. Um, you know, why would there not be seven of those a year so you get seven of those plus four majors that's 11 events and then go and play so that's 11 tournaments that you're playing in a year then then go and play in the dp world tour rolex series or go and play in the fedex cup of the of the pga mm. tour and then bring the rest of them in do you know what i mean like yeah that's that's how you that's how you'd see it and that's probably how that's how it probably work yeah but getting that <laughs> getting that done and in position is massive seems almost um, massive and it's well, not you, been achieved since like you said since Greg Norman was probably there's probably people pre Greg Norman who were trying to get the same sort of thing in a di- maybe a different under a different umbrella or different ways but yeah. more or less looking at the same thing which Greg Norman's been looking at but yeah. they've not achieved it in 30 40 years how are they going to achieve it it's not just going to it's not going to happen overnight no. it's it's a, it's a long, drawn-out process, isn't it? It really is. Um, and it might not even happen in our lifetime. Yeah. Worrying. No, not worrying, but diff- it's diff- the landscape of golf is in a it's in a strange place, I'd say. Anything else you want to say regarding the no, golfing world? No, we have world? talked too much. Have we? Um, well, I've got some interesting information coming out that it can't come out now. No. But there is some exciting... Uh, exciting? Some people will be surprised. <laughs> I say surprised it's, um, it's if there's some changes. Depends on your perspective, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Absolutely right. Your loyalties. loyalties Lo- yeah. Your loyalties, where your loyalties stand. So there will be some more information coming out. Big changes. Some big changes over on, um, on not over on my channel, because it's not that at all. It's just with me personally. Yeah. Exciting, though. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited. I, I, you know, sometimes things get a little stale and you've got to shake things up and, and oh, change it up absolutely. a little bit. And um, I'm actually, it's giving me some great opportunities to do some different, not different content, but different, different content, different outcomes you, of the content. I'd say you've milked that cow too much. It's run out of milk. As it it yeah. certainly has, yeah. I could completely agree with that. You're not wrong there. Well, on that note, Bernie, let's end the Two Ball Golf Show episode 11. You said it would never continue, but it has continued into well, it depends, 2024. Depends if people watch this or not. Correct. Yeah. If they don't watch it, it's done. So make sure you watch it. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening, those of you on the podcast, and we'll see you for episode 12 very soon.